but I think that's great. Hey, it's hard as hell to hit a home run in the major leagues, period, with nobody chirping in your ear. I think every time you hit one on the road, you should just go find a fan and just go right up to them and say, fuck you. You try that, motherfucker. I'd love it if that were me. <laughs> see, 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 that's my that's my vibe. Mm. I do it anyways. Sometimes mm. they just don't catch me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Good. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 178 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And today it is part of our San Francisco Giants Hour because we would like to welcome in their outstanding pitcher, Logan Webb, back to the show. Now a two-time participant on the Chris Rose Rotation. It is good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm ready for the ready for the. I'm actually here at the, the facility right now. I was getting done with my workout, and I'm. On the third floor, I don't know if you can see it. Got the stadium in the background. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so, so we're uh, in Scottsdale. I thought maybe your workout was just stacking chairs behind you. No, no, <laughs> no. Here in Scottsdale, it was the, it's the easiest place to go. Uh, so they got ping pong tables up here, everything. So the whole shebang. Okay, well, I want to warn you. Um, now we, we taped this uh, before the Super Bowl, and of course, the Super Bowl is happening in Glendale, Arizona. It's going to be a shit show there this weekend. I just want oh, you yeah. to know. Oh, yeah. Waste management, too. Yeah, I know. You're not going to try and battle the traffic and go everywhere, are you? Uh, I will be going to... Uh, I'll be there Saturday for the waste management. Oh. Uh, uh, I will be... I think I'm going to go Thursday, CJ Snell, Dean. That'll be fun. Okay. Um, and then possibly going to the Super Bowl on Sunday as well. Okay. Uh, well, wait. Wave, I'll be down there on the field afterward. I, you know, I'll be doing the post game show for NFL Network, so you could be like, "Hey, Rosie, like, well, where are you?" I see you somewhere. <laughs> so. Sounds good. All right. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? I have not. I have not. I was thinking, I. It's just the easiest one to do. You know, I live out here already. Uh, yeah. But I do want to go to next year's one because you know where that is. It's in Vegas, uh, and hopefully. You know, we talked about this earlier. Hopefully, maybe 12 comes and uh, I could be watching the Raiders doing it. But we'll see. It's a you know long off season. We'll see. So you want Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas? I do. I do. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best to ever do it. I know. He is a wonderful talent. He's one of my probably top five quarterbacks just to watch as a fan. There's a lot that comes with it, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, you know, maybe that's a maybe it's something we we need. This there was a quarterback there that's not going to be there anymore. That he was quite the opposite, right? And he was um always doing the right thing, always saying the right thing. So maybe we need a little uh, a different different vibe there. You know, my buddy CC Sabathia is a lifelong Raiders fan as well, yeah. and he for years was like, "Get Derek Carr the fuck out of there!" Like I've had enough. I'm like. He's not that bad. He's like he ain't that good all the time. Where did you? Where do you sit on the Derek Carr train? I lo- I always love Derek Carr. I think he's a. I mean, he's a great person, right? You always look see what he's doing and and everything. But uh, 
I do think it was time for a change of scenery for both for both uh, parties. Um, you know, I didn't like. I I know uh, what Dave, David. I think said something about Tom not playing well in the playoffs, and it was like you can't really take a dig at Tom Brady, right? Um, he's no. the goat. Um, so we'll see. I I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he has been saying there's a lot of people asking about like what went down, you know, this and that. And I don't know. I, you always hear one side of the story, maybe not both sides. You thought Brady was coming there. Didn't you? With I, Josh did, Mc- I did. Yeah, you did. I did. I was a little, I was a little sad about the, the retirement, but I mean, he is what 45 years old, going to be 46. Yes. Like, I don't know if I would want to be still throwing a baseball at 45 years old. No, no, no. You're good. What, how old are you? 26. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to veto that right now. I don't want to tell you what to do with your career. If you're still pitching in 20 years, well, you have to come on the Rose rotation. Of course, I won't be able to hear you, you know, because I'll be so old. But yeah, man, oh, man. Um, So your first, I guess, one of your true loves, the Sacramento Kings. We talked about this your previous time, and we were like, light the beam. They have been un- Believable so far, yeah. unbelievable. It's been really fun to watch. It's. Uh, have you been out there to a Kings game in Sacramento? I have not. I haven't been there. It is. Uh, it's probably similar to. You, I know you go to. You're a Cavaliers fan. Yeah. Uh, probably similar to that. Kind of a smaller. I would say small. I know it's the capital of California, but kind of a small town. Right. A vibe, and they care about the Kings a lot. Um, so I remember like. I remember going to Arco Arena back in the day. It was so loud, and I've been going this year. I went even the last couple of years. I always try to go when I'm back home, but um, that place is wild, and it's it's about time we uh, Sacramento uh, natives have some have some fun watching them. It's been uh, it's been incredible to watch. You know, I saw today they made a trade actually um, for Kessler Edwards, but. On my phone, I just—I think I was just getting down with my bullpen or something. I see Kings trade for Nets forward, and it just said KE. Then it kind of cut off, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, we got Kevin Durant!" <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we didn't get Kevin Durant, but that would have been awesome. Uh, oh my god, could you imagine if he shows uh, up in Sacramento? Come I, on, I honestly. You always say like, uh, you know, big names don't come to Sacramento. They don't want to play there. There's been multiple times we trade for somebody and the guy, I don't know how this works, but you can just have an, like an opt out, right? And you just don't play for the team. I never understand how that really worked, but um, uh, I think he would actually enjoy it, right? He he knows Mike Brown. Uh, yeah, he was with does. Mike Brown in, in Golden State. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not... Like I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but I don't think he would be opposed to it because it is a good team, and I think him, Fox, and Sabonis would be oh, pretty unbelievable. nasty, unbelievable. So, listen, yes, being from a a smallish feeling town in Cleveland, Ohio, we have something I like to call small market syndrome, which is you're so beaten down that you think nobody likes you, that the leagues don't want you to do well, and to some degree, that's accurate. Right. Like, I'm worried that by the time that if the Kings finish with that three seed, no matter who they face is the six seed, if it's a major market team, you're going to be like, oh, shit, 
It's not just us going against the five of them. It's the three referees too. Mm-hmm. You know that's you know oh, that's yeah. coming. Did you watch that uh, Donahue or Donahue? Is it Donahue yeah, or Tim Donahue? Yeah. Uh, Do you see his? Did you watch the documentary? Yeah. And so I I always thought he was the one. He was one of the refs during that right. O three or O two right uh, West conference finals, and he talks about it in there. And he was like, those refs had to have been getting a little something uh on the side so not making accusations but um if you watch that series something was going on yeah i know that's the way it certainly feels um all right so you're you just said you just threw a bullpen like where are starting pitchers now at the beginning of february as we get ready to i mean we're still what are we six seven weeks away from first pitch so where do you have to be physically uh, I mean, I always, I always try to come into camp really like kind of geared up to already throw in a game. Uh, but I've also been in camps where guys come in, older guys won't say names, but they come in, they, you know, they lob the ball and it's like, I'm going to need three weeks to get ready to go. And then I'll throw in maybe two or three games and pitch in the season. But I think for the most part, guys come in pretty much geared up for an inning or two already. Uh, I know I've been. I've thrown a couple up downs. I might do a live BP next week, so I'm I'm pretty prepared. Uh, I know most guys are pretty prepared too. Like watching the bullpens, it's uh, it's always fun to see the guys and like see what they worked on in the off season. Like you know, guys come in ten pounds heavier, they're all jacked, and I'm like, dude, you're throwing ninety seven in pens right now. That's awesome. Like I think it's so cool. So uh, seeing all these guys come in, I, we got a good group of guys uh, already in here right now. So uh, it'll be fun. It's, it's always it's always an exciting time. Are you a are you a lab guy? Are you a guy that's always working on like trying to invent a new pitch, do something, or do you just kind of like stick with what's been working the last couple of years? Uh, I've always so it's funny you say that because I so I, I was always kind of an over the top guy, and then 2020 I got moved down, and we had this new pitching coach, and he calls me like December 27th, right, and he's like, hey. You know, you're not going to throw over the top anymore. You're going to drop down. You're going to throw like Chris Sale, and I'm like, Chris Sale, like I down there. And so every year since, um, it's kind of I've always tried to, you know, I tried to add a cutter, um, and then uh, so I tried to add a cutter last year. I think my second game, I threw one to Rowdy Telezi, hit it like 500 feet, and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't throw that anymore. Like, stay away <laughs> from that one. Uh, so every year I have tried to. Uh, come in with some what of a new pitch for this year it's more of a you know i know what i need to do to to be um successful so let's you know hone in on that and like really like try to get the best at that so we can have consistent shapes and everything you know you got the uh a bullpen nowadays there's five different gadgets and tvs and things that are showing you exactly what you did on that pitch right mm-hmm. so it's uh it's cool to have. I like that for sure. But at the end of the day, it's all you just got to get out there and compete. All right. More of the show is coming your way. But first, it's time to talk to you about your payload, your hair. Did you know that 42% of men experience moderate to extensive hair loss at some point during their lifetime? And did you know that the sooner a person starts treatment for hair loss, the easier it is to keep your hair on your head? That's right. And that's where Roman comes in handy. Roman offers clinically proven medication to help treat hair loss, all from the comfort and private of your very own home. Roman offers both prescription medication and over-the-counter treatments as well. 
Research shows that 80% of men who use prescription hair loss treatment had no further hair loss after two years. So you're like, how do I get started on this? It's simple. Complete a free online visit. Then a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan that works for you. Roman then ships it directly to you in a discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. The whole process, it's straightforward. It is discreet. It is easy to do. So right now, Roman has a special offer just for our listeners. Use this link. You'll get 20% off your first order. So just go to ro.co slash johnboy today. That is ro.co slash johnboy for 20% off. Believe me, keep that hair that's on your head. Go get that treatment if you need it. Uh, I am curious because uh, my my son is a 17-year-old junior who's pitching, and he actually brought your name up the other day. Uh, I said, you know, how are things going? Because they've got a, a good pitching coach who actually pitched in the major leagues, Tim Leary, for about a dozen years or so. And he said, you know, Tim really wants him to come over the top. He goes, but I like throwing kind of from where Logan Webb throws it. So what is the key? And this is for Brady Rose and any other 17-year-old who maybe want to throw from this arm angle. What is the biggest key for a young guy who's working on that arm slot? To just do what's natural, right? Um, I think for me, I think that's what was so cool. At first, I was I was pissed off about, you know, I've always I've been trying to get higher and higher and higher. And then all of a sudden I come in and this coach tells me that I got to drop down and um you know is at first i'm like man fuck that like i don't want to i don't want to do that and um i was a little pissed off about it and then then i started to realize like man that's actually pretty comfortable like i i like throwing from that and he was and then he showed me this video of when i was throwing kind of i think it was in high school and i actually threw from a lower angle and he was like like it's not that unnatural right um so I would say just do what's natural to you. If you feel good doing it a certain way, like there's also so many um, factors that go into it, right? Like, do I, uh, if I drop down, do I throw a better sinker? Do I, what plays better, right? Do I, mm, I had this conversation with this kid who's in uh, junior college actually. And um, he was like, you know, I've been, you know, I throw from the top, but it, like the coach is trying to get me down, but it doesn't really work. And I'm like, well, what are your, like, what's your, what are you good at, right? And he's like, well, I'm really good at throwing, you know, four seams up in the zone. Like, that's where I get my best, um, like, swings and misses. And I'm like, then do that. Like, don't, don't let, don't let anybody try to change that. Like, do that. If that's what you're best at, then do that. Um, so I think that's the most important thing, right? And I think I was always trying to chase something else. And then I, I realized I'm actually a lot better from a lower angle, um, so and that and that was from you know coaches maybe trying to move me up also and me listening to it and um I think if your son likes to throw from there and he's he feels better like he's a better pitcher from there then he should throw from that angle. Well, so many kids obviously it's about velocity and stuff. Where where did you see your biggest velocity jump, and why was it? Was it natural meaning? Just because you got older, you got stronger. Was it weighted balls? What is it? I think it was. Uh, I really didn't know because in, in high school there, uh, we didn't really have much. Many times where there was like a radar gun out there necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, I always threw kind of. 
I was through a little bit harder than um, you know some of my teammates and teams we were playing, and I never knew. But I uh, I think my junior year, um, I think I was like eighty nine, ninety one, ninety two, and then I think the next year I just I got I, I was also a football guy, right? So I always I worked out right. a lot in, in yeah. the I worked out with those guys, and I came in and I was just I was throwing a little harder and. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily, I think, I think weighted balls are great, right? I think it's awesome that they have that now. I wish we had that when, when I was in high school, cause I think weighted balls are more for, uh, um, you know, shoulder stability, like getting your shoulder stronger. Uh, I also think it's great for, um, you know, getting into the right, like arm patterns kind of, I, I would say to stay healthier, um, so that's that's also something I think is great for it because uh, I think throwing me throwing that hard at such a maybe a younger age and not knowing how to you know take care of my shoulder and take care of it's probably why I got this bad boy right here. Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think overall it's just about taking care of your your shoulder and your arm, and um, you know if your arm hurts, don't throw. I remember being in high school and trying to. You know, take four Advil before I was about to pitch. It's like, it's, don't do that. It's, it's that's dumb. Um, so I think that's the big that's the big key. I think is, and I think, you know, high school coaches are getting better at it for sure. Instead of kind of wearing wearing guys out, but I actually saw a tweet the other day. It was talking about a travel ball team. It was like twelve year old. He threw like sixty five pitches mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then he threw eighty nine pitches on Sunday. It's like, no, he didn't. Please don't tell mm-hmm. me that. I and I and I'm like that's terrible. Like that is awful. Um, so I I think I was I was lucky I didn't have that necessarily. I, I probably threw maybe too much. Um, but that was also me too because I wanted to compete. I was wanting to throw, and I I never said no. I would just take the four Advil right and be like, yeah, I can throw. Done. Do How that. old that's, were you? That's sixteen. Yeah, 15, no. 16. That's where an adult's got to stop, step in. And I'm not here to criticize people, but damn, you got you, you have to protect kids from themselves. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Really? I don't like hearing that. That's rough. Um, what was the best thing you did this offseason? I went to Bora Bora. I, there's two things. I, so I, my wife will kill me if I, didn't, if I don't say this. I went to Bora Bora. We were at our honeymoon, and that was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, most beautiful place I've ever been to. Wait a second! Uh, didn't you 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 just celebrated your one year anniversary, didn't you, or something? Yes, or? but we yeah we waited. Um, right, we waited a year to do it. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we did it right and right. you know have a full seven days to um, to really enjoy ourselves, and it was a blast. Hundred uh, percent recommend to anybody that hasn't been there. Uh, and then I did go to Vegas for New Year's. I went to the Raiders Niners game, and uh, that was pretty sick. Uh, that was awesome. That was a great game. Yeah, it was a yeah. great game. the The Raiders didn't win, but it was a great game. And uh, as as far as I could see, the fans were friendly to each other uh, to some degree, but not. You know, you hear about the old preseason games in Oakland, right? And it didn't mm-hmm. really go well. But uh, but yeah, they they did that stadium right. It's a it's pretty it's pretty sweet. No, it wasn't that your first time? Yeah, because you yeah. hadn't gone when we talked last year. Yeah, that was my first time. I actually had uh, so my dad 
grew up with uh, Cros- Max Crosby's agent. Um, huh. So I, I, I'd seen him. He, so last year, uh, he's also Najee Harris's uh, agent, and okay. they came out to a game, game and you know we kind of swapped jerseys and talked a bunch. And he's like, "Dude, you got to come out for a Raiders game." So I kind of I texted him. I was like, "Hey, can you hook it up? Like, I, I, I'm going to bring my family out." So he did. He hooked it up. Got to go on the field. Um, I was on the jumbotron. I went. I did this, and the Niners fans. The Niners fans started cheering, right? And then all of a sudden, I went like this, and they stopped a little bit. It was sad, <laughs> but <laughs> it was great. It was it was a blast. We had so much fun. Uh, obviously, Vegas is a great time. You can only take like three days at a time, though. Well, you know, I do that robot fighting show, BattleBots, and we shoot it over two week span in Vegas. That's a long Probably time. Probably a lot. It's a hell of a time, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Although for us, it really doesn't matter all that much because you're we're working so much. We're really not going out. And then it was right before my back surgery, so I couldn't even move. So it, like all the time I was down, I was literally lying on my bed like this. <laughs> so I could have been in Omaha, Nebraska or Las Vegas, Nevada, and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. That was the uh, that was the beginning of the Jared Stidham era, if I'm not mistaken. His first it start. was, it yeah. was, and he looked he looked really good that he first. Played one. well. Um, yeah. so you always you see that first one. It I remember th- the first drive right. This is against the Niners. Niners number one defense, and he goes yep. right down the field, and they score, and I'm like, hmm, like that was pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. And they just kept doing it and doing it. So, and who knows? You know, we talked about Rodgers earlier. Um. And maybe this give uh, Stidham a chance. He looked pretty good. Stop. Uh, no, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. Sorry. <laughs> you don't think oh. so? Yes. He's I not. like the underdog though. I like look at Purdy. Purdy's great. And, and I, maybe give. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Not. So the yes, the biggest difference is, is that look at the rest of the team around Brock Purdy, and this isn't to take anything away, but the fact that Kyle Shanahan can win that many games without a stud quarterback. Yeah, he's pretty damn impressive. That's not the Raiders right now. Sorry, sorry, dog. <laughs> well, what do you think it is? The defense, defense. Uh... Yeah, the defense stinks. You know, they blew a whole draft. They blew an entire draft where the nobody was left. And it's, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Josh Jacobs. They'll probably franchise him, and then. I don't think I, yeah, who knows? Did you see his, uh, he tweeted about it and it was because they, I think they came out with that and he said, hero turned villain or something. Hmm. So I don't think he wants that. Interesting. So let me get back to one thing you said. Um, you know, obviously Giants fans love you, but they're also all Niners fans for the most part up there in the Bay Area. So when you are the fan of a team that they don't like, that's risky. Like we saw it with Bryce Harper when the uh, when he was in Washington and the Capitals were playing Las Vegas, I think, in the Stanley Cup final. And he said, hey, I'm rooting for Las Vegas. That's where I'm from, even though they hadn't been around before. Some people gave him shit for that. We saw it with Jalen Hurts, uh, the Eagles quarterback, who is a Houston Astros fan. And he was like, yeah, I'm an Astros fan. What do you want me to do? Even though he's the quarterback in Philly, and everybody's like, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that. It's risky. Yeah, I mean, it is risky, but at the end of the day, we like we grew up as kids too, and, and rooted for teams. I, you know, it's I always get in 
I shouldn't do this, but I get in the arguments. They get mad at me because I'm rooting for, uh, you know, the Raiders or the Kings and not the Warriors and Niners. And even last year, I, I think I, I – so I'm a big Aaron Rodgers. I love quarter. I love watching quarterbacks. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers is awesome. Mm-hmm. I tweeted something about, you know, I wish Rodgers could win it one more time, but he had just lost to the Niners, and Niners fans did not like that. And I'm like, you know uh, – and I was, and I was, I was rooting for the Niners to win it after that. But at the time, like I, I'm not a Niners fan, I'm not a Warriors fan. I grew up a Kings and Raiders fan, so I'm gonna root for the Kings and Raiders. And just like everyone else had grew up with teams, and so I don't know. I was rooting for the Niners to win it though. Like um, I think it was awesome the Warriors won it last year. It's not like I'm rooting, openly rooting against these guys because um, it's cool for the city. But if it came down to it, if it was like the Raiders and Niners in the Super Bowl, I'm gonna get decked out in a Ra- in Raiders gear. I might paint my face and go to the black hole and and uh, and root for the Raiders. It's just that's that's how I grew up. I, I'm uh, there's no part of me that would allow that. God, you're ballsy, man. That is big. I remember LeBron. So he grew up obviously in Akron. But he grew up a front runner fan. He and he admitted it. He was like, "I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Cowboys fan." So in 2007, when the then Indians were playing the Yankees in the divisional round, he shows up wearing a Yankees hat, the biggest athlete in the city, wearing a Yankees hat at Jacobs Field. I was like, Whoa. "I I get I get I get it's risky for sure, but it's hard when it's the team." Like I've I've gone to a couple Warriors games uh, in the past two or three weeks. They weren't playing the Kings, so I was rooting for the Warriors. I you know I'm standing up, I'm cheering. One of them, Jordan Poole, hit a uh, made a layup to win the game with like point three seconds left. Uh-huh. I, I was up there, I was screaming, I was cheering them on. Like it's not that, I, but if they were playing the Kings, not not close. I, it's I I got a root for the Kings. I that's just. I don't know. I, I I guess I I get the part, like you said, it is ballsy for sure. But it's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, there there's it is. Your, yeah. There's your LeBron shot. Oh, people were pissed off at him afterwards. I mean, my header on uh, my profile picture for Twitter and Instagram is me and a De'Aaron Fox jersey. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, um, it's not a De'Aaron Fox All Star jersey. No, and hope uh, have they come out with the replacement yet? Not yet. Not as of the taping of the show. I got. I have a bad feeling they're going to pick Edwards, which I, I also love Anthony Edwards, but I, I do think Darren deserves that. It's been great. He should have been an all-star in the first place. I don't think Paul George should have made it and said, hey. you know how they do it. I know. The best, the big market, small market. But they always talk about the, you know, um, teams winning, right? It's a big, important part of um, you know, being an all-star. Mm-hmm. And they always would say that with Fox the last couple of years. Like, cause I think Fox has been all-star caliber caliber player oh, the yeah. last two years. Um, Absolutely. And uh but they always said uh, you know, guys made it over him. Same with Devin Booker. Remember Devin Booker never made an all-star team until right. they won a game. Or until they were winning. And yeah. the, the Kings are in third right now. They look I mean, they're a damn good team. Like, oh should... yes, they are. They're fun to watch. They're good watch. They've done great. Um, yeah. We got Jock Peterson getting ready to join us, and we appreciate you hooking that up. 
because uh, Jock is one of a kind, man. He will speak his mind. Uh, but I do want to ask you this. I did read that the Giants have talked, started talking to you about a contract. Okay, Smirky. <laughs> Hold but, on. Well, how important how important is that for you to get because you're at a time now where we're pitchers where you're like yeah I, I would like some security and it makes sense you know here you are you're 26 years old been in the bigs a few years they could wipe out some arbitration free agent years how into the weeds are you on this whole thing or do you tell your agent hey when it's when it's real call me probably the latter part of that uh you know i i'll let the smart guys you know, handle, handle that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, um, I grew up in, I, I was born in the Bay area. I was born in Mountain View. I grew up in Sacramento. Like I'd love to be, you know, in Northern California for my entire career. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, it's definitely important to me. It's not, not only is like the security part, like you said, but, um, because I like being here. I love, I love being a giant. I love, um, you know, being a part of this, this team, this organization. And the, you know, I think we're, tr we're really trying to like change the culture around here. And, um, you know, I think we started to do it in 21 and then last year was kind of a down year. We didn't, we, we really hated that. So we kind of had to look in the mirror and say, Hey, um, you know, what do we need to do? What do we need to fix? Is it a clubhouse thing? Is it a, yeah, I mean, it's, and not, I'm not clubhouse was great. Like great, great dudes in there. Love it. But like, let's, you know, let's create this culture that, you know, we want to do what the 10, 12 and 14 team did. And uh, how do we start that? And so I'm excited to be a part of that. So I, when you want to be a part of that, you want to be a part of it for, you know, a long period of time. So yeah, that'd be, it'd be awesome. Um, it'd be incredible to be a giant for life. I look at guys like Craw and Buster and I know Belts in Toronto now, but those those guys um it's always weird seeing guys like madison bumgarner pitching a diamondbacks uniform i, yeah. I kind of wished he was a giant for life for sure and um maybe i don't want to be <laughs> in a different uniform at some point pitching against the giants i love the giants so um but yeah i'll, I'll let the let, like i said let the smart guys do all that stuff yeah but it's smart i think it's good for you that giants fans hear how much you want to be there and it's not like you're a year away from free agency right yeah. I mean, you got you have a little time left and that you want to get something done i mean it makes sense you know there's a so i wish you luck with that i know that contract negotiations i don't care whether you're a multi-million dollar pitcher or you're some sports scrub like me it's not comfortable it's mm -hmm. not fun you don't like talking about it, but there's an excitement to it so i hope it gets yeah. done whichever way you want it yeah thank you i appreciate that it's always it's always weird hearing uh hearing things i mean said about you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i mean you you know that it's out there right it's weird isn't yeah, it for sure definitely okay all right uh we will get to uh jack peterson right after this we have some breaking news into the rose rotation newsroom that's right you know all about manscaped and how it helps you south of the equator well now it can take care of this Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code word ROSE for 20% off and free shipping. It is a cordless trimmer. It has rotary wheel. It gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So you know what that means? 
when you open up your drawer and you're uh, in your bathroom, there aren't like 18 different pieces. No more messy drawers. No more add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof. So you like uh, taking care of business in the shower? That's great. It means you keep your sink clean. That's an important thing. The titanium-coated T-Blade, it's tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. And the Pro Kit, it doesn't end there. They have several dermatology-tested formulations for your post-trim care. The Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, it's specifically designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Manscaped's Beard Oil, it relies... Uh, it relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath and cap off the kit with the beard balm. It shapes, it styles, it moisturizes, it tames for a sculpted look. The Beard Pro Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So once again, go get 20% off and free shipping with the code word rose at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code word rose. Manscaped, Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Take care of this today. All right, we continue on with the Chris Rose rotation. I guess you could call it uh, San Francisco Giants hour, if you will, because in addition to Logan Webb, we now welcome in his all-star outfielder teammate, the one and only Jock Peterson, who is wearing a knit cap. Yeah, a round of applause for him. There you go. There you thank go. You, thank you. Golf clap, golf clap. All right. <laughs> are, you near a, are you near a ski slope or somewhere? Is that why you're wearing a knit cap? No, I just in the Bay Area. It's a little nippy today. Yeah, what is because you're a native uh, Palo Alto, I believe. So what is California cold as the rest of the country's in single digits? Yeah, 50s, five. Oh, my God, Jock. I know I'm soft. I know. A little windy, though. There's a little wind, though. You know. Yeah, there's a slight breeze. Okay. All right. It's not room temperature, you know, like what are you what are you gonna do? So I'm curious how this all works because you know, Logan, obviously you came up as a giant and Jock, you came up as a Dodger, then you went uh Atlanta, Chicago, and uh then eventually San Francisco. But you guys battled against one another in cities that don't like each other and organizations that don't like each other. Logan, when when Jock first walks into the clubhouse, does there have to be some sort of mending of fences or does all that leave when you instantly become teammates? It all leaves. You know, it was it sucked facing. He him told me I was his favorite player that he's ever played against. So <laughs> we started off on a good note. <laughs> it's true though. I love facing Jock. He gave me my uh my my one and only three pitch inning. He swung at the third pitch, so I was I was excited. Almost a homer too. Almost a homer. I think every other at bat I yeah. start three zero against him. Every other at bat I start three zero against. Him. I don't know. He's got he's a, he's got a presence in the box, you know. Oh, he does. No question about that. So, Jack, when you know you were mostly known as a Dodger, even though you know you also won a ring in Atlanta and everything else, was it strange the first time you walked into a Giants clubhouse? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, uh, I think it's strange walking into any clubhouse, but I guess even with that, uh, that type of rivalry for so long, it, uh, it was a little different, but the guys are awesome, super welcoming. And, uh, it's been a great, great organization, great year. And I'm excited for this next year. So I'm curious when, um, I noticed your numbers against Dace Clefani are, well, let's just say pretty damn good. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I think four four homers in nineteen at bats or something like that. Six ribs. When you when you know that when you know and he knows that you own him, is there something where you're like, "Hey man, how you doing?" <laughs> it's it's a little weird sometimes, you know. Uh, <laughs> but what are you gonna do? They made a they made a sheet during the season of uh, players who own other like what our hitters own other pitchers. It was like mm-hmm. a gas them up type of sheet. And uh, yeah, everyone else had like pitchers from other teams. And uh, I said, I was Disco's dad. Kind of messed up. And I like Disco and it's awesome. But uh, it was just inside joke on that. But uh, he's going to be healthy this year. It's going to be an awesome year. I'm excited to play behind him. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you guys both know this. There's obviously been a lot of talk about the Dodgers coming off on a 111-win season. There's a, obviously a lot of talk about the Padres, them going all the way to the NLCS, and then adding Xander Bogarts and Tatis coming back and all that sort of stuff. Logan, do you guys feel like, hey, remember us? Like, we won 107 games a couple of years ago. We added some really good pieces. Or does that shit not bother you? Uh, Yeah, I mean... I think we're all pretty disappointed in how we we kind of played last year, and we know what we're capable of. And uh, like Jack said, I think we're all just super excited to get in here. Kind of, I think we're a little bit underrated. Um, you know, I think we got a lot of really good uh, baseball players, and you know, better dudes too. Just just all overall good teammates, great clubhouse. Like, and we know we're better than what we did last year. It was just uh, it, it was a weird year. I mean, you can ask. Jock, I'm sure it was it was weird for it was weird for him to be, uh, like I I don't think anybody expected that from us last year, and I think you know coming in we kind of, um, like I said just disappointed the way it turned out, but like you said, I I think there's it's good to come in a little chip on our shoulder. We know um, the type of team we have, so we're excited. Why was it weird, Jock? Because we sucked. We lost a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> and it was happening in weird ways. Yeah, it was. And, like, just weird plays. Uh, but, yeah, we're better than that. And the crazy thing about baseball is, I mean, you guys like to talk a lot about, like, winning 100-plus games and adding all these expensive players. And to me, at the end of the day, what's important is winning a World Series. And – uh you don't need to win 111 games or do whatever or have the most expensive players to, to be able to do that. And it takes a tight knit group. And uh, I think that we really have that, that culture and that, uh, that X factor that uh, will play in October. And when, when stuff hits the fan, you can trust on the guy next to you uh, to pick you up because things aren't always going to go well. So um that's what I'm looking forward to. And I mean, at the end of the day, if people don't think you're very good, but you win a lot of games, like who cares? Like you're still winning games or you're still winning a world series. And that's what you play for. By the way, this think- is a Rose rotation. You can say shit if you want to. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't you're think going, you don't want to get me going. Oh yeah. No, I actually I do. <laughs> I do want to get I, you going. What were you saying, I Logan? I don't think MLB wants another October without Jock Peterson in it. Guys, electric. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Um, 
I was at the winter meetings down in San Diego this year, and for seven minutes, we all thought that Arson Judge was a giant. <laughs> Logan, did you were you like on social media when that happened? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it. Uh, I think me and Jack, me and Jock were talking. I think Jock might have called me, or I called him, or something. We were like. You know, holy shit! That just this this just happened, and then like five minutes later or seven minutes later, uh, Heyman, you know, said, "Oh, it's not true," and there it is. I I said, uh, "Not cool, man." It was just yeah, it was, it, it wasn't it wasn't cool. I mean, shit. I think we're all super excited. Uh, you know, for those seven minutes, I think there was a group text, and we were all just yeah, it's whatever. Um. Wasn't too happy about that, but it's, it's all good. It's part of it. Jacket, you were pissed, weren't you? Like, weren't you like, oh my god, we got we got Aaron Judge. Like, we were all like, oh my god, he can't believe it. He's going back home and stuff. Yeah, you know, as much as they they put a lot into trying to get him, and then to to tease you like that, it's it's a real kick in the nuts. So, uh, <laughs> wasn't great. Uh, yeah. but that's life. You know, not everything goes your way, and you saddle up and move on and it uh find a way to get the job done without him it would have been nice to have him because obviously he's a, a superstar but uh we got to move past that it's old news and come into spring train re- spring training ready to uh to get to work I, I get it so it happens once okay you know for seven minutes <laughs> we all thought he was but then it happens again with Correa where we all come on now Everybody was like, he just signed for 13 mil. They're about to have the press conference. And then we start hearing rumors that he didn't pass the physical. Now that one, like that one, you're walking to the altar jock. And then they tell us the wedding's off. That one had to, you can't just say, well, you got to move on. At some point you're like, really, is this happening again? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was a bad dream. I don't know, but you just. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. What to, I feel bad for for Carlos uh, to have to go through all that um, twice. That uh, it sounds like a crazy off season. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of history between the Astros and the Dodgers mm-hmm. and Correa, but uh, in the time that in the week or whatever he was with the Giants, I actually got to talk to him on the phone and uh, it's just a, a real stand-up guy, leader, you could tell and he had one motivation to win and uh, I really respect that, so I hope the best for him and uh, yeah, it was good to get to know him for a week, but uh, now Logan's going to have to punch his ticket on the way out but <laughs> I mean, Logan, did you already have your Correa jersey? Like, here you go. You can have this. Yeah, I mean, I think I was the same thing. I talked to him on the phone. I was texting back and forth with him. I think uh, our wives actually talked a little bit. It was oh um, God. It was weird. Uh, like Josh said, you know, it was, I do feel bad for that, you know, that whole situation. I don't know, you know, how I can uh, – how – you can kind of describe such a off season like that, but I do wish nothing but the best for him. Like talking to him on the phone, he was super excited. And I think he wanted to be, he, he truly did want to be a giant, and, you know, like shit happens, I guess. And 
unfortunately that shit happened twice and and one off season where you think you're you're getting a superstar and um like you say just got to kind of saddle up and uh you know try to win try to do as, as much as you can to win i'll use two words to describe that fucked up the guy yeah. signed three deals worth more than 800 million dollars and he gets to keep 200 million of it somebody yanked his chain and either that or yeah, he's got to go get a bionic ankle. I'll let him yank it for 200. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to play uh category yank my chain for 200 million. Alex, I'm not into that game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh you guys both have a big summer coming up. Uh you each have a bobblehead. Um Logan's yours is coming out on June 3rd. Have you seen it yet? I have, yeah. I don't I don't I got a pretty good uh, goatee in that. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever had that good of a goatee. But uh, yeah, it'll be. I think my my family's super excited to get to have that. And I, I look better in that than I do in real life. So and they oh. they did a good job. Well, you the thing is, is that I I need you to smile obviously during your wind up, uh, because <laughs> that's what we got. We don't have. You, you can't be pissed off, Logan Webb, on the mound because you are halfway through your delivery here and smiling as though it's like sixth grade school photo. Yeah, I'll I'll try that out. I'll see how that works and that. I'll try it in the season. Okay. Jock, you have one coming out on July 9th. Uh you two are smiling on your follow through. You must have just hit one into the bay in the Orange Uni. Um I imagine you've you've had bobbleheads, right? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of bobbleheads. I'm not going to lie. Uh what? Yeah, had one in L.A., great night, family's all there, super exciting night, uh, running for a ball in the gap, and next thing you know, I run into the Cuban Missile and uh, go head first into the wall, concussion on the ground. Uh, yeah, so, but bobbleheads, I, maybe I might ask Cap for the day off that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put I'll put some, uh, some butts in the seats by giving away some bobbleheads, but... Uh, I'm gonna take that one off. No, it uh, Bob Bobbleheads, bad memory of Bobbleheads. Okay, I'm sorry, but you, but the kid, your kids, you have three kids, right? Three kids, yeah. I mean, they must love them though. Uh, honestly, they're a little fragile. Like, and my kids are not. I'm not the most like, uh, <laughs> soft person. I'm a little, you know, rough. So they just take things and they throw them and. If they throw the bobblehead, next thing you know, it's going to explode. So we we stick with the non-breakables that we put in their hands. <laughs> okay. All right. Good thought process. Um, we've already talked a little bit about Logan's uh, pro sports rooting interest. He's a big – I forget. Are you a Niners guy? Logan is, yeah. No, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. So were you crushed when Josh Johnson had to come into the – I mean, NFC it's championship not great. Game. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone, it, the Eagles, they got, they got, they had a nice bye week. Like, they couldn't. There was no one to. They couldn't throw the ball. And then Josh Johnson, he goes down with a concussion. Like McCaffrey wants is going to be running the Wildcat. Just it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun season to watch. The I think Purdy's a stud. I know, and now he's now he's going to be hanging out with all the pitchers after Tommy John surgery. 
Yeah, that no. sucked, Logan. That was that was a rough watch, wasn't it? Yeah. That was not fun to see. It was just bad TV. Like yeah. I was so excited and it was like, oh, first quarter, game's over. Sick. Yeah. That's um, how my Raiders season went. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, first game of the year. Season's over. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you want as your Raiders quarterback? You want Aaron Rodgers or you want them to draft somebody? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think Rodgers would be sick, but you need 12. 12's to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a couple quarterbacks I like, though. I like Stroud a lot, but I don't think yeah. he's there at seven. Uh, oh, he might be. Might be. Like, I like Richardson too from uh, Florida. He's a wild uh, card, but I think, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a need to win, and mm-hmm. I think the move to win is to go for Aaron Rodgers. Well, it would make sense for Jock's old high school teammate too with yes. Devontae. Adams. Do you still talk to him, Jock? Uh, yeah, I was just talking to him yesterday. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna see him in Arizona, uh, out of the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl, right? Oh yeah, it's you and uh you and JT against uh Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyler Lockett, I think, in cornhole. Yeah, was... corn, yeah, I mean cornhole. I'm not great at cornhole. It could be it's a bad representation, but I'll give it my all. Um, I didn't go to college, so I didn't have all the tailgate, party, drinking, cornhole. You know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully I can find the hole. Yeah. Well I <laughs> I wish you luck on that. Don't worry. Nobody will take that out of context. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we'll be good. Um, so spring training for you is going to be a little mm-hmm. different. You're going to start out in Arizona. Then you're going to join Team Israel for the World Baseball Classic, which I know you played on the team in 2013, even before you got to the show, right? Hey, before I got to the show. That's right. So he was dropping nukes in the WBC. <laughs> now, <laughs> How much fun is it and how different is it? Because for we for us as fans, I love it. I love the atmosphere. Is there a difference playing in a WBC game as opposed to a major league game? And if so, what is it? A hundred percent. The intensity is way crazier, if that makes sense. It's more of a playoff atmosphere and even a little bit more different as in like, uh, I mean, just because you're playing for – uh, a country it, it makes all statistics irrelevant you have one common goal to win and the first time i got to do it i think in uh, you said 13 uh you really noticed how awesome it was just to play to win and not that you're not playing to win in the big leagues but it's just when you only are playing such a short amount of games and each one matters each out matters uh it's there's definitely intense level which makes it so fun to watch and i think that's why the, the emotions uh, that you see are so real and uh, it's it's a real cool event. And I'm looking forward to participating again. Yeah, I think it's good. And you're in a bracket that's awesome. I mean, there's some, I think the Dominicans there. I think uh, Venezuela yeah, is really down there. Get to the second round, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. That's all right. Uphill battle. But in 2017, Mench on the bench, man, that dude was awesome. So we'll see how it works. Uh, but it's going to be in Miami, and that place is going to be rocking. If you you know when you get a chance to play those other countries, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dominican, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. It should be. Uh, they're going to be throwing hard. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of heat coming out of the bullpen. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of our buddy here on the Rose Rotation, Miguel Rojas, um, trying to make his way on the Venezuelan team. Now, he was your minor league roommate. That's right. And, um, yeah, your guy. What's the best story you got about Miggy Rowe from back in the day? Um, the craziest story. Uh, we were roommates. It was towards three fourths of the way through the season, and it wasn't going great. And um, I mean, when I was in the minor AAA, uh, 2014, so a long time ago, and he was on the older side for a triple-A player, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, other players were getting called up, uh, infielders when stuff was happening, and he literally he broke down in tears and was oh. crying to me that, like, he thinks it's over, uh, baseball is not for him. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to go a different route. And we had a long conversation, and he – it was pretty nuts. And then, uh, he stuck with it and, uh, got called up maybe a month or two later, did really well and, uh, has been up ever since. And, um, just signed an extensions played, I don't know, eight, nine years in the big leagues. Now when, uh, he wasn't that far away from like, I don't have a shot. I won't make it. So the perseverance and the hard work that he's put in has been, really fun to watch um and him grow into a leader of the the marlins and stuff so super happy for him i love that by the way you're you're not gonna find like a better human being in the sport he's just like so genuine he is every time we do an episode with him i I look at myself i'm like what am i doing wrong like there's (laughs) he is he's just the nicest guy logan do you know him at all no no, oh. but it's always a joy to play against him. He's a he's a stud out there. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, you know maybe just give up give up a one or two just extra knocks for him. Last year his OPS was too low for us, so we got to. It's like raising our team grade point average. If you can just help him, just get it. You know you can pitch great, you can throw a shot out, whatever. Just give up an extra double or something to him. <laughs> Sounds good. That's, he's on that's the a no. now though, so it's yeah. That's, it's, that's what I'm saying. it's a little tough now. I can't root for you anymore, Miggy Rowe. Sorry, pal. Yeah, that's okay. Pal, that's who I got from Webby. Come on, pal. All right, before we let you guys go, um, I am curious about one thing. When you're playing in a stadium, and obviously this probably isn't going to be in San Francisco because they get a packed house most of the time. How much can you hear the fans, Logan? Can you hear them at all? Not really. Not during the game. Uh I hear them in the bullpen before, especially at Dodger Stadium. Uh, they say really nice things most of the time, uh, and and then and then coming off the mound, I do hear them also. That's uh, that's always a treat, especially if it's maybe not one of my best games getting pulled. It's always fun to to hear some of those guys. Uh, my favorite fan interaction last year was was actually this guy right here, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, oh well. For those people that don't exactly remember what transpired, uh, here's a here's a glimpse. Jock Peterson steps out. He's getting an earful from some Brewers fans here. <laughs> Fly ball, deep right center. 
for him to Duke, huh? take the lead. <laughs> So, Jack, we couldn't get that clearly at the end. So what was your <laughs> <laughs> What was your retort to them? Oh no, it's not. It's not for TV. Well, this is streaming, so anything goes. Yeah, yeah, it does go. But uh, yeah, if you're if you say some stuff and you you, I can hear it and it gets to my head, and then I do something that is super cool and everyone's cheering for me and I feel like Superman, then I might say some things that, uh, <laughs> that I shouldn't have said, but, uh, oh, I got yeah. fined for it. MLB. Yeah. They didn't, they said I wasn't acting like a professional, um, which you're probably right. But, uh, Hey, so it WBC. It'd be all right. You know, emotions are real. Emotions got the best of me. Okay. Can we stop right there? First of all, would they find you? How much? I don't know. I don't know. It goes to the it goes to a good cause, so okay, you know. Well, then it was worth it. Yeah. But we need more of that. Like I love it when Kevin Durant is talking shit to the fans in the front row because they're they're sitting there getting in his ear the whole time. I love yeah, it. That's when what he turns... I mean. And then if you knock down a three, yeah, you could tell him. So I would I don't I would choose different language, but I I, I don't know, you know. But I think that's great. Hey, it's hard as hell to hit a home run in the major leagues. Period. With nobody chirping in your ear. I think every time you hit one on the road, you should just go find a fan and just go right up to them and say, fuck you. You try that, motherfucker. I'd love it if that were me. <laughs> see, 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 that's my that's my vibe. Mm. I do it anyways. Sometimes mm. they just don't catch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Good. Logan, did you guys know that was happening in the dugout? Uh, we could hear it, and they stepped out. Uh, you know, I, I think it was just funny to watch him you know step out kind of look back at him and then we didn't really know what he said at first and then he came to the dugout and he of course he told all of us what he said and we heard it and it was, it was great and that's fantastic the that game does good. need more of that that was pretty good all right before we get out of here we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things something we haven't done here in a while and then we'll let you guys go about your merry way so that Jack can warm up there in Northern California. Uh, sun's on me. I feel great. Okay, good. Thank God. Oh, that, was a weak, that was a weak spin, but grade A. Okay, this is okay. Um, how good a high school student were each of you? Logan Webb, let's start with you. 3.0. That was, uh, you know, had to get by. That's eligible. Eligible. Yes. I think it was 2.5 you had to be. Uh, eligible, but uh, I don't think my parents, uh, Mama and Papa Webb, didn't want me just being a 2.5. So I, I, I made it work. I got to three. Okay. Well, did you at least have a subject you liked? Um, not really. No. Okay. Um, pitching. I would say, yeah, pitching. Pitching was good. Uh, the art of the pitching. Yes. Yes. That's, okay. that's, so I did at FanFest, actually, VR was saying... At his high school, they had yoga. So every first period of senior year, they had yoga. Oh, that's a good one. I wanted to do that. That'd be awesome. He's like, just sleep and do a couple poses. That's sick. Namaste. Very good. Uh, Jock? Jock freeze on us? He didn't want to answer this one. Oh, there he is. Okay, there we go. Wait, uh, so sorry, we missed you at the beginning. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't good at school. 
You were not. I wasn't good at school. No. It wasn't, wasn't a strong suit. No subjects drew any interest to me. Were you a were you a troublemaker? Did you get kicked out of class? I got kicked out a few times. Oh, Jock. God dang it. That's why we both didn't go to college. Yeah, I didn't make it to college. But what are you going to do? You know, it. like, you could have taught me, like, something I was more interested in. Like, social studies? I have zero interest in social studies. Okay. Teach me, I don't know, about poker. <laughs> maybe <laughs> stocks or something you know like how, how to make money in the real world not science like if i want to be a scientist have a class for people who want to be scientists okay like, don't waste my time and waste the teacher's time with a subject that i'm not interested in it's a disservice this okay the, you know yeah core maybe curriculum deeper than the question yeah no no, no that's curriculum good. yeah make it like, there's so much in the world that, I mean, yoga, like, all right, this is this has nothing to do with money. It has to do with mental health. What did they teach you about mental health and breathing and controlling your emotions? And I, nothing. But Zero. yet, when you get to the real world and stressors hit you and you failure hits you and we don't have any coping mechanism, so you turn to alcohol or smoking weed or tobacco or nicotine or whatever it is. And it's like, what if we started when we were 14, 15, 16 on like how to cope with stuff better? Like, I don't know. I just think there's different ways you can make it better. And if someone wants to be a scientist or a doctor, have classes that options for them to be able to do that. Can I tell you something? We've done this show almost two years now. No shit. That was the smartest thing anybody has ever said. I, no no yeah, joke. I'm borderline a genius. I didn't go to school, but I'm fucking <laughs> smart. I see the <laughs> hey, I see the whole field. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm wow. gonna be a GM one day and I'm gonna be hey, I'm gonna win a World Series as a GM too. So as a player and a GM? Yeah. Just watch. Logan, how would he be how would he be as a negotiator? This is the best. Is the best. Are you going to hire me, Jock? Okay. Uh, you might not make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Uh, we're ready for the season. Um, Logan Webb, thank you for setting this up. We really appreciate it. Jock Peterson, we appreciate the time. I know that you're, you're a daddy, and I didn't mean to take you away from your kids for this long. Maybe it was a nice breather for you. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably get yelled at when I get inside, but... Okay. Tell mama it's on me. That's my fault. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, we're good. Good. Thanks right. for having me. Listen, it's both fun. of you have a really good spring training. Jock, have fun at the World Baseball Classic, and we'll see you during the regular season as well. Special shout out to the one and only producer in the biz, Robbie Scirocco. I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you next time in the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.